Welcome to the Burbs Minute Podcast, quite possibly the greatest Aaron Glasscock movie ever made. I'm Jeff Barry. And I'm Chris Derkach. And in this episode, we're covering Minute 68 of the Burbs, which begins with Mark asking if Ray's totally whipped, and ends with Mark finding out that the Klopex went back to get Walter's hair. We are <laughs> once again joined by the talented podcaster, Crystal Beth. Hello. I'm very happy to be back. I'm glad you had me again. Yes, you were able to come back for uh, day two of this wonderful week. We only do four-day weeks here. We like a long weekend. Yeah, good for you. (laughs) Yeah, so we had uh, our last minute was kind of, it was uh, Ray's reveal that he's really, he really needs to, he walked in uh, acting like he sided with the girls, and in this minute we're going to get the reveal that he's not really on the girls' side. Uh-oh. Or, or the chicks, as they're referred to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, Mark lays it right on the line and just asks him if he's totally pissed whipped or not. <laughs> he throws it right out. Yeah, because Mark is anything if not subtle. Right. <laughs> and then, uh, I mean, I know you'd asked if guys talk about this. Uh, the amount of times I've ever heard one man ask another man, do something with his balls, if his wife's got them, they're in her purse. I cannot even count how many times I've heard that. <laughs> Really? Man, I wish I had some balls in my purse. Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, sometimes it's something like – usually it's something very minor. It's like, um, hey, can you go out this Friday? I know we're doing something. Oh, well, it looks like someone's whipped. Yeah. Or it looks like someone had plans before you asked. (laughs) Right. Or so he's just like being a good person and keeping plans, like you said. This happens a lot if you're in a relationship and the other person isn't. Right. That's because they're sad. Yeah. Maybe they're asking it's just a jerk and you don't want to go out with them. Yeah. <laughs> Quite bad. Uh, I got a thing. I'm yeah, doing a thing. thing. Well, that's see, that's where having kids is great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, sorry, you know, I can't go anywhere. I got to watch the kid. <laughs> I don't have that excuse. You know, what my honestly, you know what my excuse is? I can't go out. I have to record a podcast. <laughs> well, you're most of the time. Yeah, that's probably not an excuse. It's probably, it's, like it's probably not. I mean... I think I have two nights a week that I'm not recording something for someone or myself. Oh my but when someone's like, oh, man, am my day off? I'm like, oh, no, I have to edit. I have to record. I have to do something that involves me being in my house and not leaving. You can come over if you want and watch me do it. Yes. If you find that fascinating to watch me edit. <laughs> yeah. So for uh, old, Rums- old Rumsfeld uh, puts the uh, ask him about where his balls are and uh, Ray's going to show him. I'm pretty sure he's going to pull him out, but I know he's still got him. I would love to go back in time and see what my reaction was the first time he did that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, oh, this just became a different movie. Yeah, um, I remember mine. <laughs> I remember like, the first time I saw it. Because when, when I saw it when I was younger, I didn't remember it. But when I saw it again the second time when I was in college, I was like, what is he doing? What? Yeah. What is he doing? What? And as he pulled something like furry out, I was like, ah! Yeah, like, oh my god. I was just out of there for a little while, too. It's not like it's real quick, either. He's rummaging for yeah. two right? seconds. Yeah, he's, he, yeah, he doesn't reach up and just grab that. He is he's prospecting. Yeah. yeah, and he goes <laughs> under. Instead of, like, down to grab it, he goes up the leg like he's going to pull his junk out the bottom. Yeah, this would be so much easier these days, because chances are he'd been wearing some sort of cargo shorts <laughs> where you could have easily just slipped it in your pocket and not had to shove it up. Somewhere in your groin area. Uh, cargo oh, shorts well, are so 2008, guys. Let's be honest. <laughs> he'd be wearing them. Uh, uh, call back from Lake. He would, right? He still wears shorts. 
Oh yeah, of course John Cena wears. Listen, if you're John Cena, you can wear yeah, anything. And it's gonna be okay. <laughs> There's a certain level of physical attractiveness that you can have and just wear whatever you want. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming. <laughs> I love Rumsfeld. Did you have that in there all day? <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, it hasn't been all day, but it's, it's, it's been at least a. You gotta assume it's been a good twenty minutes, right? Oh, I think Rob right? she's had him in there since at Walters. Oh yeah, since they were at Walters like five hours ago. <laughs> right, and he's so disgusted. He's so grossed he out, is. and he's like just pointing at it, like, ugh. Yeah, since he's had him in his trousers all day. Uh, I mean, I trousers. trousers. Who says trousers? Well, Rumsfeld does, because apparently he's a hundred years old. <laughs> I can't oh, remember any off the top of my head. He says a couple other things in this movie that are like, what? Like, yeah. Like, I don't think anybody uses that terminology. I wrote that down in circled trousers because that was a strange <laughs> word. <laughs> I wrote it down, too, because I didn't know if it was accurate. Are, are shorts technically trousers? I thought trousers were long pants. I did, too. I pants. Also, those those things that um, Tom Hanks are wearing are barely shorts. He, I mean, he, the outfits in this movie just it never cease to amaze me. <laughs> Rumsfeld, I mean, he just has like a I'm a goofy army guy outfit on. Yeah. But Art has the tucked in T-shirt. He looks like he has a wife beater on underneath of it with his plaid <laughs> pajama pants. <laughs> yeah. Ray is wearing a button-down shirt. He, thankfully, he has buttoned it all back up because in our previous minutes, he had it buttoned down to the very lowest button, letting all that Tom Hanks chest out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> He's wearing shorts that, in my current life, I would probably wear, but never outside the house. <laughs> That's like what you wear around the house, like when you're doing a little, right? little housework or something. Or when your laundry is being laundered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, oh, wait, i got to go out to the mailbox. You know what? I'll throw on something else. <laughs> I don't want one of the neighbors to catch me outside. Them shorts are really short. Like, my boxer shorts would hang out underneath of them shorts. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he's not wearing boxer shorts, Chris. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's not. <laughs> he's wearing tidy whities He has to be with those on. Or, Are you kidding me? He's on vacation. He's commando right now. Uh, he's going full commando. I forgot he was on vacation. <laughs> yeah. You're lucky he doesn't sit down and, you know, yeah, put the you know, man spread. You'll be seeing everything. This movie will go from what, PG to, to X. <laughs> so he's, he's explaining to his two dumb friends that he found this in the mail slot. Or he, he'd originally put it in the mail slot, and you know, he found it over at the Klopex house. There was a – I believe there was a cut scene where you saw him find it. Which, oh, really? Yeah, which I understand why that's cut because you don't need it. No. Yeah. It's way better to get the reveal here because then it makes more sense why he was shaking their hands saying like, oh, it's been a, it's been an experience. Right. It would have right? ruined him trying to – he's on the girl's side too. So. Yeah. 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 When he's being so civil when he's leaving, that part uh, was always – because luckily this is one of those movies that I can actually remember seeing it. Uh, it's one of those things where he's so calm when he's leaving. I was like, what the heck is going on? Because he just got his genitalia burned. He had like paint blood on his hand. A giant dog attacked him like this. This wasn't a, a good sardine. night. Yeah. <laughs> His whole personality changed for that exit, too. And I said that the moment out on the porch before he reemerges reminds me of the movie Clue, where you have to pay attention to who's in each scene. Because he's not out on the porch for quite a while, and then he just suddenly emerges. And you find out now where he was. He was finding the the rug, Walter's rug. (laughs) 
which I'm going to keep saying. I really like that term for a toupee. The rug. Yeah. The rug. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to find one of these these days because uh, Walter probably would have had that surgery. Oh, yeah. And he would have that awful hair that kind of looks like a crappy rug, like an the actual doll- rug where you can see the little <laughs> plugs. Yeah, it looks like doll hair. It's gross. <laughs> That's what it is, yeah. doll hair. <laughs> I just watched an infom- infomercial, like probably an hour and a half long infomercial about hair replacement stuff. You watched, you watched the whole thing? I watched the whole thing. It doesn't apply to me in the least bit, but I was like, that is fascinating. And I kept looking to see like where the trick was, like how I watch magicians. I'm like, what is it? And then I was like, it's extensions. <laughs> and then I was like, what happens if it's not, if there's no hair there to extend? And I had a whole thing and it was like, oh, it's a spray. It was, a, I had, oh, it was such a good day of TV. <laughs> I'm kind of feeling like I need to call it there and maybe have an intervention for you at this point. No, I, I love my life. <laughs> Listen, if you start a minute podcast about that infomercial, I'm going to be worried. Oh, my God. It's going to be a second podcast. <laughs> I'm also going to listen to it. I am going right. to listen to it. I will download it immediately, obviously. <laughs> so by the right at the end of this minute, these guys finally realize this is their piece of evidence they've been looking for. Yeah. Because unlike all their other evidence, this seems like real evidence. <laughs> Most but, of the other stuff up till now has been like, well, they never leave their house. Well, I guess that means they're murderers. <laughs> but why would they go in and re-steal the hair? So the very the very end of this minute, like at minute or at second, like 59, I simply have written down in my note, Ray's face. Yes. <laughs> because he starts getting a thousand yard stare, which continues mm-hmm. into the next minute. <laughs> he is, he uh, knows. He's officially done at this point. Yeah. He is locked in, regardless of what would happen after this point, even if like his wife ends up going away. But even if she didn't, he was doing what was going to be done in the next couple of minutes. She wasn't going to be able to um, brainwash him again like that last time. No, he wasn't going to be. <laughs> or if she did, he wasn't going to be cowed so easily at this point. <laughs> no. He's not going to go back in his yard and drink six beers again in 15 minutes like he did earlier. <laughs> and crush him on his head. Between his hands, in front of his face, and then slam him down on the ground, get hit by the screen door. We've all been there. Oh yeah, that was such a good section of the movie too. (laughs) Well, I mean, this movie is a lot like that. I listened to another podcast that was doing a review of this. Somebody said it was like it's not, but somebody said it was like a sketch show, and I see where they were coming from because it It is. It's like a series of little vignettes that all tie together. But the reason why I don't say that is because it ties together way too well. Ah, oh, see, that's what a good sketch show does, though. Yeah, a real good sketch show. Because yeah, what's I've seen really funny were, is, oh, sorry, movies based on sketch shows that were, I mean, even Monty Python, who I love, you see Holy Grail, which holds together perfectly, and then when they do Meaning of Life, it's a flat out sketch show, like where it nothing basically runs through, where it's like, yes. yeah, we're not even bothering to make a movie. You're just gonna see a bunch of sketches. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really funny because I. Uh, uh, at the very beginning of this, when you were talking about how it all takes place uh, in uh, yesterday's episode, you were talking about how it all takes place on one set. I was like, this is it feels like a sketch because it's the jokes are so tight and everything's packed in really good. I'm like, this is just a long sketch. So it's funny that someone else thinks that, too. I feel if I had unlimited time, I could rewrite this movie as a play. It's totally unnecessary to have half the stuff. You just throw up a different background. Hey, we're at the Klopex house. Different interior, okay, we're back in Ray's house. Yep. I mean, there is no heavy action that needs to be – I mean, even the action scenes that are at the end, you don't really need. Right. You know, you just I mean, drop the curtain or whatever for the explosion. You could use the same sets for that too. Yeah. 
Is this your uh, call out to Colin Hanks again? You trying to get him in the play now? <laughs> <laughs> this was that was a couple like two or three years ago. I tweeted to Colin Hanks. I was like, uh, I really hope that you're currently working on the Burbs too. <laughs> and he tweeted back to me. Sadly, not. Oh, <laughs> come on, stop ruining it for me. <laughs> there goes all my fan fiction. I'll just throw that all in the garbage. <laughs> fan fiction, not slash fiction. That's a totally different thing. That's on my other computer. You read them both, though. Yeah, I That's do read them both. <laughs> well, Colin, if you're not interested in this, <laughs> if you want something a little edgier, I did say if they if you remake this movie, the difference is going to be instead of the three guys. I think you have to mix them up a little bit. Yeah. You got to have – you could have two guys and a girl or two girls and a guy, and then you got to have one of the husbands play the role that the women play in this movie of being like, I don't think you should get involved. Yeah. <laughs> I still – and no matter what, there's no way they make this movie today and don't leave this street. Right. I, yeah, it's I don't know any movie that's been made lately that stayed in one location that that wasn't an actual thing. Like I know in the room they stay in one location. But like Bird that's, man. The whole, that's that's the whole point. That's Birdman. Yeah, Birdman. Oh. That's it. Speaking I honestly which, I can't think of anything else besides that. Funny you mentioned Birdman. I forgot to mention this was the the greatest Aaron Glasscock minute ever. Obviously, I picked him because that's the greatest name ever. <laughs> All right, that, this, you beat that name out when you say it again on the in the recording. I'm gonna bleep it out. Yeah. So, uh, Chris, this is the part of the show where you try to guess what he does. <laughs> All my guesses would get bleeped out, too. I have no idea who that is. Well, uh, he's part of the crew. He's part of the crew. Okay, we're going to say set designer. Totally wrong. <laughs> Maybe Chris looking closer than you did. Is he the gaffer? He is the Foley editor. I was close! No, I wasn't. <laughs> he was in the, in the, the crew, so. Yeah, yeah. And the reason why I said that is on his known for, he's known for Birdman. Uh, oh, that's great. Oh, yeah. that's perfect. His four known fours are Birdman, War of the Worlds, Interstellar, and Spring Breakers. Listen. Wow, so he I does have, uh, great would, movies and I, weird ones. I would write to IMDb and be like, you need to replace Spring Breakers. I will quickly look through his uh, IMDb and give suggestions for movies that are better, besides the Burbs, obviously. I mean, yeah. He was the assistant sound editor on RoboCop. Listen to that. 1987, I'm done. Yeah. Tremors. RoboCop's better. Now. <laughs> better than all the ones you mentioned. Yeah, he was on Tremors. Oh, ooh. Showgirls. I mean, oh, here's the best. For Showgirls, he was the assistant dialogue editor. Oh. There, there was dialogue in that movie? <laughs> I thought it was just really cheesy, awful, you know, exploitative scenes. That's really funny. <laughs> Say oh, anything, he, too. That's a good one. Well, he did. A, he was in Daylight. There you go. There you go, Chris. There's my Sylvester Stallone connection. My other there you podcast. go. Always pulling around again, though. Oh, geez. I see one here. Foley editor for a little movie called The Fifth Element. Oh, look at that. Wait, really? Where? Yeah. Let me, uh, I'm on the. I'm on it now. Where? Uh, 1997. 97. Where are you? Oh, look at that. Bringing the minutes together. Yeah, you got a, you got a little glass cock over there on Fifth Element, too. <laughs> right? Oh, man. We're going to have to talk about that. We've got a few weeks till it comes out. He's till, gonna, we're, we're a bit he's ahead. Right? He's talking about. He's like, who's that? I don't know who that is. Why are we talking about the Foley guy again? <laughs> it's so important. Yeah. Well, we talked about it earlier. Uh, uh, the Foley guy is important in this movie because he's the one that puts in the fly sounds every time they show Hans. <laughs> yeah, we love the Foley guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, mu- the music in this movie, too. Oh, it's so good. I love It's everything. It's all of the musics. Yeah. Well, because uh, Jerry Goldsmith does it. So he's really 
I'm trying to think of the term. This is it was like he must have been between very large movies and Joe Dante was like, Can you do this movie for me? And he's like, Yeah, I can knock that out over the weekend. <laughs> he's like, I'll even use my score from a much bigger film, Patton, and I'll move oh, that Rumsfeld's That's his theme song. <laughs> That's his theme song every time he shows up. I remember the first, when I first saw Patton, I'd already seen the Burbs. So when they start playing that, then 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 then, I'm like, why are they playing Rumsfeld's thing? <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> like, funny. I was waiting for Bruce Dern to show up, and I was disappointed when he didn't. Well, that's like uh, growing up when you hear songs uh, like "Gotta Have Faith." You know the song "Gotta Have Faith." I thought it was a Limp Biscuit song, Limp and Biscuit. I got pissed at George Michael for fucking it up. Oops, sorry for messing it up. <laughs> I was like, why would George Michael take this awesome rage rap song and turn it into this weird poppy thing? And then one of my friends was like, that was the original. And I was like, oh. I see. I knew the original because I had a sister seven years older than me. Oh, my gosh. You're like my brother. (laughs) Except I'm the old one. That poor guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Although George Michael was not usually her jam. It was more like heavy metal. But he was definitely in there. So she should have loved Limp Biscuit too. That was way after her time. Oh, okay. <laughs> she was more like um, Poison. Or, oh, uh, wow. Hair metal. Hair metal. She watched Headbangers Ball. <laughs> yeah. And if I was good, I was allowed to stay up and watch it too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I do not have anything else after we've talked about all the glass cock we could. <laughs> we got a couple of uh, strange words in this in this minute here. Oh, yeah, we had the, uh, well, you mean talk about the whole beginning? Rumsfeld? Yeah, balls and trousers. Trousers. Oh. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, this is my minute that gets the explicit tag because there's just no way around it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's funny because the rest of the movie is, up until this point, the worst thing that's been said is, God damn it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden this minute, he, not not that saying taking your balls out, but, like, that's way more, you know, I, I, what's the word I'm looking for here? Not good. Yeah. You would get a little parental tag now. Yeah. Saying, but, uh, careful. Not... You're getting there. Yeah. Like <laughs> sexual situations. <laughs> and then you'd watch it and go like, oh, there's going to be a sexual situation in this. No, it's just Tom Hanks filled himself up. Oh, you mean when I used to watch Big Love and it would say nudity and it was always the guy's butt? <laughs> it was always Bill Paxton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel your pain on that. Did you, ever wa- did you ever watch Big Love, Crystal? I didn't. I've... I've seen uh, previews for it, and my friends have talked about it. But it's a, it is actually a good movie until the end. It, like a lot of shows, it kind of falls apart at the end. But yeah. He has three wives. It's and too many. It, there'd be an episode, and it'd be like nudity, and you're like, well, one of his the wives is gonna get naked. Nope. It's, yep. It's nope. Bill Paxton butt time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was HBO flipping. The, or who was that? That was HBO, right? Flipping yeah, the script. Yeah. He used to come on after Sopranos. Yeah. All right, I do not have anything else. Nope. Thanks for your help, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything either. All right, uh, Crystal, why don't you tell the world where they can find you? Sure. You can find me on Twitter at the Crystal Beth. I also have a minute podcast called The Fifth Element, it, and you can check that out on iTunes or thefifthelement.com. And I also have another podcast. It's about video games. And it's called Unlimited Lives Radio, which is on the Cave Comedy Network or on iTunes. All right. Uh, if you haven't listened to me blather on and off, you can also check me out on Slycast, the Sylvester Stallone podcast, where we cover all the Stallone movies. 
Um, we used to do it once a month. Now it's like once a decade or so, but we're going to do them all at some point. Yeah, I was on one of them. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot we were <laughs> making asses out of ourselves. For a minute. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, go over to iTunes. Give us a five-star review. And uh, I think that's about it. And uh, don't leave your uh, balls in your wife's purse. And uh, stay safe, neighbors. <laughs> 